ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Rewind Wrestling Network, where I, your host, Ted, will be with my co-hosts, the New Mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, and the Brazilian Destroyer, Vinicius, as we talk all things professional wrestling happening in the professional wrestling world, the indies, the pros, everywhere you go. Let's get right into Rewind Wrestling Radio. All right, everybody. So this is Ted from the Rewind Wrestling Radio Show, and I have to tell you that uh, this week's show went a little bit off the rails. We were supposed to have guests Cha-Cha Charlie and Vince Steele on. Uh, they did call in. There was a lot of audio issues. We couldn't get their their interview up to uh, to our standards of quality. And then, um, you know, Venetia's had people coming in to, to get ready for the show, and Tyler had internet issues. So this show is kind of piecemeal of what the show was going to be. Uh, I, I put it all together for you guys. I hope that you enjoy it. Please give me some comments in the comment section below. Tell me what you think about my predictions and help me out and, and help me see your point of view. I look forward to seeing everybody next week on the show, and we will get right back to it with Venetius and Tyler and the whole crew. And uh, let's get to it, folks. Let's go to Rewind Wrestling Radio. Welcome to Rewind Wrestling Radio I am your host, Ted. No, wait, I'm not. I don't have an Eagles hat. I'm attractive. I look like an 80s villain. I am Venetius. I am Nelio Costa, and I am your host today, your special host. Ted is relaxing um, with his family. Wait, no, he's not. Uh, uh, unfortunately, Ted was caught with uh, 450,000 Joe Biden ballots that he put in at 4 a.m. <laughs> a couple months ago. So uh, I guess I have to break the news to you. There's 20 electoral votes going to Trump now, and Ted might be in federal prison forever. But who knows what happens in the next couple of weeks? Maybe we get Ted back. Maybe we don't. But, it, but no matter what, the uh, uh, Rewind Wrestling Radio is going to go on. We have a wonderful guest today, uh, Mr. Sean Raymond. He is a professional wrestler um, since 2004. Uh, he is the uh, MAGFest hardcore champion, and he's just a great guy. He's, he's, he's done a lot in, in wrestling, so he's with us today. Obviously, we have Ref Amy Pascaloni, CCW's uh, main uh, uh, official. She calls it right down the middle. We have uh, the, from the buzz, from the buzz, we have Tyler, Tyler Peters, the new mouth of the South, obviously also cutting promos for Coastal Championship Wrestling and also cosplaying daily as Paul Bear, uh, Tyler. Yes. And then, of course, the temptress witch in her cavern, the temptress witch <laughs> Ivy, Thank you so much, and thank you guys for watching, listening, however you're getting this uh, uh, Wrestling Rewind um, uh, uh, Network and the Rewind Wrestling Radio, which is what you're listening to right now. Awesome. So thank you guys again. Uh, quick plugs off the top of the house. January 9th at um, Fort Pierce, uh, New Year's Revolution, Coastal Championship Wrestling. Amy will be there. I will be there. Uh, there's, a, there's a couple matches that are going to be announced that we might do. Uh, at the end of the show today, but uh, uh, definitely buy your tickets for that. They're available at ccwrestlingfl.com. But forget Florida wrestling. Let's talk about wrestling in Maryland. So, Sean Raymond, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. So, Sean, you've been wrestling since 2004. Were you, were you 12 years old? You're a young man right now. <laughs> I wish. No, uh, <laughs> I graduated high school in 2004, so I joined right out of high school. At, uh, so you, you started with e EWA, who is your who are your original trainers? Or? Uh, so EWA, it's actually a fun story. EWA back then, the original trainers at the school at the time 
where a guy locally named Stevie Riggs and Ruckus. Okay. And, uh, Ruckus I've heard of. Yeah. So no, Scotty were, Riggs. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they were the two basic trainers. Stevie was like a long time, you know, one of your regular indie guys that had been around for a while, everything else. He was a solid worker, but fortunately never really made it anywhere. But uh, I trained with them for a while, and then uh, – MCW decided that they were going to slowly come back because they had shut their doors for about three years and they started help training people too. And that's where I'm going to, you know, get this out of the way early to give a uh, quick plug to rest in peace for RJ Meyer, AKA he was known as the bruiser. He was a big guy in Maryland up here. He did a lot with Maryland championship wrestling, multi-time champion and all, but uh, him and Dan McDevitt for a short time and Jim Christian, who's the owner of EWA, um, they all helped out with some training early on in the 2004-2005. So, you know, that was a lot of my training at vet school. And then I was lucky enough to get on the road a bit without jumping around too much with a good friend of mine named Marcus Dowling. And uh, he had a good connection with Steve Carino. So I actually got to work with Carino pretty much early off when I was very green. Mr. Old School himself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and what you're saying too is is you know it's, it's uh, horrible you know for them to pass, but I think something with wrestling trainers is their legacies always will live on in those that they've trained. So anytime that you're in the ring, anytime those that they have trained that they put out there still wrestle, you know their their legacy can live on forever. It's important. Oh yeah, and getting back to Bruiser for one second there. I mean, you know, he trained a lot of guys at MCW, a lot of guys that you know that have made it big. You know, Velveteen Dream is a guy that he trained. Wow. Um, Leo yeah. Rush is a guy that he trained. Leo, oh, yeah. if you look at his social media, has put up a whole bunch of stuff to get him over and everything else. Yeah, so especially guys that young, their his mm-hmm. legacy will live on basically forever. Yeah. Professional wrestling is crazy. All of us are involved in professional wrestling, you know, in one way or another, whether it's in in, in the actually in the ring. Or, you know, uh, 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 Tyler, who gets in the ring and then immediately is thrown out of it. Um, um, Sean, what made you want to get into such an insane business? Well, like I said, uh, big fan, you know, of wrestling. Basically, I had a couple older cousins that got me into it at a very young age. You know, did the thing that we weren't ever supposed to do, that backyard thing. Started doing that at 11 years <laughs> yeah. old with the cousins. Got into it more with friends in high school. Well, do you remember your backyard name? Do you remember your backyard, your first backyard name? <laughs> Is it was it really bad or something so dirty? <laughs> so my first backyard name was the Neo Taker. It was okay. terrible, terrible. <laughs> and then I came up with a moniker that I actually ended up using on the Indies when I first started out, which was simply refreshing Sean Raymond. Okay. Now Neo Taker would like. Did you wear the Matrix jacket? Were you a Matrix fan? Were you a big Matrix fan? Is, is that where it's from? So or? it was a very, it was a very, very bad idea of trying to cross over the stylistic ideas of Raven mixed with the Matrix, mixed okay. with the Undertaker, because I had the stupid purple gloves. I it love was it. Terrible, terrible <laughs> backyard gimmicks. But probably not the worst thing I've ever done in wrestling either. <laughs> yeah, it might have worked, man. You you never know. You you yeah. could have probably like just held out and it would have worked. <laughs> No, the, the worst gimmick that I ever got, God love him, was uh, there was a guy in Delaware named Massive Mike that I worked for, and uh, he came up with this great idea to make my pale Irish ass a masked Japanese wrestler named nice. the Great Kitsune. <laughs> cool. I love it. Mm-hmm. You're a strong style. I love it. 
Tyler, uh, you have some questions for the wonderful Sean Raymond. Yes, Sean, I was going to ask you, speaking of getting into wrestling, I, I know I ask this question all the time. Who was some of your influences, your favorite wrestlers growing up? Uh, my favorite wrestlers growing up, by far and wide, the biggest ones to me were, I liked the, the technical guys at the time, so Mr. Perfect was huge for me. Uh, oh, yeah. Owen Hart, I loved Owen Hart, you know. Uh, Shawn Michaels, I loved the cockiness of Shawn Michaels back then. Then you get out of WWF, you know, and you get over to stuff like Raven that I just mentioned. I loved Raven. I liked this whole psychology. Him um, going back a little bit more, Macho Man and Piper, you know, I loved what they did. So they were a lot of the influences. And then when I got in and started doing more tape trading and getting to know other things, you know, love the great Muda. Uh, love a lot of all Japan. That's how I got big with Steve Carino before I got to go to Carino's school. Um, and then you, then you just stopped liking him or what? Like, <laughs> I was a huge fan. Then I went to his school and I'm like, now I'm like, oh, I can't even stand yeah, forget him. <laughs> no, no, he's actually a really cool guy. I mean, he still is a cool guy. And the crazy thing is, is that, like it. you know, I haven't really gotten a chance to talk to him probably in the better part of 10 years because, you know, people go their separate ways. I hit him up earlier this year for his birthday, and he still remembers exactly who the hell I am, asking me how I'm doing. This, That's that, awesome. The other thing. Yeah, very nice. You, know? you left a you left an impact, and I love that you love Great Muda, uh, because uh, uh, because of Great Muda, I literally walk around 24 hours a day with a with a green mist pill in my mouth, just in case I'm at the bank or something, <laughs> somebody pisses me off. So uh, uh, let's go to Amy. Amy, you got some questions for the great Sean Raymond? Yeah. Um, John, so as myself, someone's just starting out in, in the wrestling business, uh, do you have any advice for those, uh, up and coming like wrestlers just getting their training in? Uh, yeah, the biggest thing that I can honestly say is always remember where you came from and stay humble, mm-hmm. you know, stay humble. It doesn't matter how long you've been in. It doesn't matter how many dues you've paid. There's always something new that you can learn in the business. Even if somebody else, you know, does something differently than you if you go to a seminar and they tell you, hey, you know, you're supposed to do a hip toss this way instead of, you know, the way that your trainers tell you. Yeah, do it their way where you're at their seminar, but, Mm -hmm. you know, see what works better for you. Create a Mm -hmm. hybrid of the two. Make it your own style. You know, don't forget where you came from when you do get to a bigger place, you know. That's how you keep friends. You don't want to, like, shut the door on anything, you know. Try not to avoid heat, especially now, you know. Like, it's funny to me because... I did take a break for a while because of injury, everything else. We can get into that in a little bit later. But, you know, the last two and a half years I've been back, it's a lot different. But I like where the business is now. I like where the boys are now because, yeah, you, while you still get your occasional ribs and your jokers and everything else like that, it mm-hmm. does feel much more like family in most of the places that I'm working now back behind the scenes mm-hmm. than it did back in 2004, 2005, where it felt like, okay, I got my crew that I travel with, but this is dog-eat-dog world, you know, we're taking this pie, and there's nothing left for the rest of you guys, like, screw you guys, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And it shouldn't be that way, you know? Yeah, you're out there to make gimmicks, you're out there to make money, that's still the number one thing, don't get me wrong, the number one Mm -hmm. thing in wrestling, you're trying to sell yourself, that's what you are. You're trying to sell your gimmick, you're trying to sell your products, you're trying to get yourself over, but at the end of the day, it works a lot better to just remember to stay humble and know where you came from because those guys, you never know who you might be in the ring with, you know, 
Mm. I had a chance of training with Adam Cole. Look at where he's at these days, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you never know who you train with, so. Yeah, uh, for the people at home, Adam Cole is uh, uh, Britt Baker's boyfriend. The Temptress. Oh, the Temptress. Well, Sean Rain, then so we meet again, huh? It's always fun. Um, I actually, the only question that I have is I would just like to know how it feels to have defeated me in a promo battle. Well, no offense, Steve. <laughs> Yours was good. Benicia's was good. But when you've been around and you get to be as old as I am and curmudgeon as I am, <laughs> you actually get that, you know, you know how to cut, you know, basically know the cues, you know, and that's stuff yep. that I'll tell people off air because I know kayfabe's dead, but I'm one of those people that likes to keep things to where you come down to a school to learn that. You come here to learn that or a seminar. I don't want to give that away on a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> it's true, man. But I, I yeah, think I think your point of just having a lot of, you know, like vitriol and piss and vinegar inside of you to just release during a promo, you know, on demand. It takes years. It takes years to get all of that, you know, yeah. hatred built up. No, but it, it it is an art, you know. So congratulations on winning that for sure. And uh, you know, Ivy, there's always next year. <laughs> actually, Listen, there's, no, actually, I, Ivy, there's always next pandemic. Next time right, a global pandemic, pandemic happens. Yeah. <laughs> next so, time COVID runs around or yeah, COVID-20 I mean, instead of COVID-19. Exactly. COVID- to be fair, <laughs> I'm still waiting for, you know, my little, like, uh, paper trophy or whatever. For your uh, check, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's Ted's department. The check yeah, right. yeah, yeah. He might have to handle that after he gets out of prison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If he can get out of federal prison for rigging the vote in Pennsylvania... Well, if he rigged, the show, maybe he rigged the promo battle too, so I might still have a chance, right? Uh, oh, yeah, we're going to need a recount, so call, uh, call the uh, oh, Supreme Court. I think they're going to go five to four to uh, Ivy on that one. I knew it was underhanded. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Tyler. You, you, you did have with the Requiem. One, two, three, it's done. <laughs> You did have a uh, spinal injury uh, that we'd love. I love to talk about because uh, um, it's so interesting that what you had gone through. But first, we're going to go to a commercial about Coastal Championship Wrestling, CCW, a live wrestling, among some other things. Going to give us a break. Uh, you know, I'm probably going to go and, and drink some scotch, uh, and I'm going to. Um, replace my muda uh, mist it's getting a little dry in there so uh, we'll be right back with uh, a rewind wrestling radio for 17 years the dominant force in professional wrestling in south florida has been coastal championship wrestling join us every tuesday night 7 p.m eastern for the best weekly episodic professional wrestling in america This week on a live wrestling episode 12, the CCW Women's Champion Marina Tucker defends against the Chilean international sensation Roma. Don't you dare miss it. And we are back with Rewind Wrestling Radio. Uh, Ivy's just disappearing. Uh, uh, Tyler's going to be uh, freezing. But most importantly, <laughs> most importantly, we're back with uh, Sean Raymond. Sean, you mentioned earlier that you had a spinal injury in 2013 that caused you to retire. So it's nine years in the business. You get a spinal injury. Your daughter was also born at the same time. Uh, You decided to call it a career? So basically, another thing going back to what we were talking about, or Amy's question, 
don't be afraid to say no. It doesn't matter even if you're nine years in, 10 years in, whatever. Don't be afraid to tell somebody no. So I was working in Delaware. I forget the name of the promotion, but I was working a guy that was basically, to give comparison of size, he was probably about as tall as the murder hawk, if you want to talk about that, but mm -hmm. probably built as big as Brian Cage. So the guy's finish was a razor's edge, you know, Celtic cross powerbomb. So I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I can take that. This guy's going to be easy with it. No, he went the way that Hernandez used to do it in Impact and chucked me across the ring. So as he chucked me across the ring, I bounced in a way that basically killed my lower back mm. and you know threw out a disc in my lower back so i'm laying there and i know something's wrong and you know i go through the next being you know the idiot that i am i go through the next five minutes of the match you know to get to the finish everything else because you know we were in a tag match so get out get to the back know something's wrong know something's wrong know something's wrong basically talked to the guys that I had rode up there with and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, you know what? I'm like, this is shit. I was like, you know, my daughter was just born in March. This is June. It's like been like two months, in, you know, later. I'm like, man, I got to take a break. I can't be doing this. I can't be killing myself on this. You know, I got my real job that now that I don't know if I'm going to be able to do anything right now. So it's just, yeah, you know, it's not a bad, it was not a good headspace to be in, you know. So it was not a good headspace at all to be in with all of that. But, sometimes, like you said, sometimes you just need a break. But sometimes then, you need like some time off, you know, like uh, your head to clear and your body to improve, you know what I mean? But then, you know, as well as I do, Venetius, that you always have that, you have that way that you want to go out. You know that right. right back of your head. There's always that way that you know when it's your time, you want to go out in a certain way. And that's where it was, you know, a couple of years go by and I'm having that itch. It's like, you know, I don't want this to be the end of it. I don't want this to be the end of it. Well, maybe I don't have to be in the ring anymore. Maybe I can just go be around wrestling and help out with stuff. So I go and I start helping out with a couple of friends, you know, that were running a smaller promotions. You know, I go to help out in the back. I go to help out running sound. I go to help out, you know, doing all kinds of little things, doing commentary for some of the guys' matches. Yeah, and then was, then you realize once you're when you get close to the yeah. ring, then you're just gonna get in the ring, of course. Yeah, that, right? that, no, that was that's, the, that's that, a foregone conclusion. That was the mistake. So that all happened, and then I'm sitting there, and I'm in my best friend Mark's house one night. Like it's him, and I got two best friends, so it's me and I'm, neither one of them are in the business. But my buddy Mark is sitting there, and he's just like, he's like, I know I'm old right now. He's like, I know I'm in my 30s. I know I missed the mark, but he's like. I'm always jealous of the fact that you actually went and made yourself a professional wrestler. He's like, but I saw that EWA is doing a free tryout. Da, 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 da. He's like, I want to go down. He's like, would you be willing to go down with me, you know, to see my tryout and everything else? I'm like, yeah, I'll go with you. Sure, I'm down. Da, da, da. So I get to talk in the, you know, gym and some of the people who know me from my run down in the past. And it's just like, I end up doing a free tryout too. And then I start realizing this is like my body being out of, you know, yes, I got ring rust, but it's like, Oh shit, I can still do this. Of course, yeah. Oh, da, 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 everything's coming back natural. Go back to the doctors, get a full thing, got a clean bill of health, everything else. Spine's okay, everything else at this point now, because it's been, you know, four years, five years. So, 
everything's good. So next thing I know, I turn around and I'm working my ass off three, four days a week again to get back into ring shape. And within two months of going back to the school, I'm already back on shows again for them. That's awesome. And it's been two years now that you've been, you've been doing your thing. Yeah. Two years ago. It's funny you mentioned like that, that moment like that, like uh, um, that how you want your career to end moment. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I think, um, uh, did you ever watch the movie, The Wrestler? Oh yeah. I want to go out, coming off the top rope onto Ernest Miller and just dying. <laughs> I just want to hurt the cat <laughs> with a big, big elbow drop, and then I'll be dead in the ring. And uh, so now everybody knows that. So just make sure. <laughs> no, but I know that, like, yeah, uh, there's, you know, you didn't want your last thing to be taking a botched uh, um, razor's edge, you know, from a guy who might might have been, you know, a little dangerous and stuff. Mm. So that's great. It's good that you're back, and it's good that your body's good. And you're a young man. You're still a young man, and you're early, mid-30s. You know, Goldberg just won the title at 53. I say that I have. 22 years left uh, to win the SmackDown the championship joke. or whatever. I always <laughs> make the joke, DDP got in at 38. Yep, exactly. So. Exactly. Uh, I wanted to ask you a question about uh, the, the great James Ellsworth. Uh, you knew him when he was a younger man. Uh, and uh, did he have a chin back then? Or did, did he never have a chin is the question. That's just the question. I, I don't know. It needs to know anything about, Else, about you know, Ellsworth. Uh, so, I'm going to work with him soon, actually. I'm going to be working with uh, Ellsworth as soon as possible. But did he have a chin back then in his younger so, days? Ellsworth never had a chin. Actually, uh, don't get me wrong, you know, there's a lot of things that this, that, the other thing we're not going to touch. But I've known the May boy for a long time, or I should say man, because he's two years older than me. But, <laughs> you know, first off, let's. I don't care if you hate him. I don't care if you're best friends with he, him. He's working. He's working guy, every single weekend in in Tennessee, in Grimsley, and in Nashville, and in some places. Well, I and he's, say, I people still love him. You know, I don't care if people hate him. I don't care if people love him. At the end of the day, respect the fact that this guy got to walk down the ramp at WrestleMania, which is something that we all dream about doing, no six, matter what. Six months. Six months of SmackDown was like Ellsworth Mania. He cut a great promo yeah. to any man with two hands gives a chance. He becomes Ellsworth. He all he was a, a a one count away from becoming the champion, and that was a guy with no chin, with a yeah. pale skin body who didn't you know he, he was you know he was not the the he, you never would have thought it happened. So you have to give him that respect to have gotten there, and so, took he took the opportunity you know. So I give one story with him that ties into something else that you know you were bringing up. But uh, there was a good two years there where we were working up at a place in Pittsburgh called Undisputed Championship Wrestling. They were like right there in Uniontown. And uh, the, our car going up, it was him at the time. He was known as Jimmy Dream. He had his tag team partner who was known as Adam Ugly. So they were pretty ugly. We also had Axel Rotten going with that. us. That's great. Yeah, we also had Axel Rotten going with us because Axel was his trainer and Adam's trainer. Like, wow, yeah. You know, and um, it was my manager, Marcus Dowling, and myself. And up there, I was known as Sean Green because I was basically doing a gimmick where I was impersonating Tom Green and coming out and doing my whole goofy show and everything else like that. That's this. great. You do look like Tom Green. So, you do look whole, like Tom Green. I love so it. The, the whole thing that was made it fun is that our whole little group was literally called Pretty Ugly, Rotten, and Green. I love it. <laughs> is it wrestling great? Is it yeah. play of professional wrestling? You also worked with, uh, uh, during the beginning, during the, the early stages, 
of what would become CZW. Uh, I think we've all seen those crazy pictures of Moxley where he just has curly hair and he's just a skinny kid. I assume that's about the time when you had, you had uh, kind of knew the Death Rider, right? Like uh, uh, any, any passing stories of John Moxley? Now the Prince of Can- Canada marrying the Princess Renee Paquette. <laughs> so there's actually a couple stories that can tie into CZW. So at the time in EWA, one of the biggest guys on our roster at the time was Drew Gulak. And Drew Gulak would ride places with DJ Hyde. So they would come down and they would train a lot with us at EWA, everything else. And every Wednesday night, they now have what's known as the CZW Dojo Wars, used to be known as the Maven Bentley Association, because Maven Bentley would run his own little shows. And they were free shows. Nobody got paid, but you go up and it was good exposure. And if you worked hard enough, you could get on CZW. I mean, I'm on two CZW shows from like 2006 for like Battle Royals. So yay me for that. Yeah. So <laughs> and, uh, you heard it here first. CZW legend, Sean Raymond on yeah, right. Wrestling Radio. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> now, um, the coolest thing I'll tell about that, and then I'll get back to the backtrack to John Moxley is the one show was really cool because it was uh, the uh, Cash Memorial show. So we're doing the Battle Royal at the time. It's like 2006. And I'm just, you know, to go back and look at the names that are on that show, you know, it was, you know, Claudio, who's now Cesaro, Mm -hmm. Chris Hero, Moxley, you know, just like a ton of people. It's like at the heyday where we're at like the height. Ellsworth's on the show. He's in the Battle Royal with me for a running (laughs) joke in that one. That's awesome. but uh, no, the NBA was really great because, you know, another downer moment for another rest in peace is that some of the stuff that I got to do in NBA was right around the time when Moxley was coming up doing the whole Death Rider stuff that you're saying. But it's also around the time when Danny Havoc was starting out and Danny Havoc was getting really big. And the crazy, sorry, Ted, but the crazy fucking shit that those guys would do for death matches and everything else and take it to the next level was just insane. Like, mm. you know, prior to them and, you know, Zandig with the Weed Whacker. Right. But it's like prior to that, basically most of the death matches I ever saw was mainly, you know, light tubes, tacks, this, that. These Some guys barbed doing, wire, yeah. yeah. These guys are doing the cinder blocks and everything you see now in GCW. and Right, or in, in ICW and everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah there, that, was, that was the time where kind of the the – current death match scene. I mean, there's not, hasn't been much, you can't push it much forward than taking a cinder block to the head or, you know, jumping off a second story building onto a bed of a truck with Joey Janela on your back or whatever, you know, those are times that were pretty, you're pushing things pretty forward, you know. So one, a uh, couple of years ago, I went, didn't work it, but I went to a CDW uh, tournament of death just to hang out. And watch them jump off the top of a trailer onto a trampoline of barbed wire. Nice. Yeah, that was uh, pretty. And, Mo- and Moxley and uh, uh, Ambrose kind of did that bed of barbed wire spot on AEW. Um, I guess you know what I'm talking about. Double or nothing this year. Yeah, yeah. That was crazy Double too. To bring you would have never saw that on on TNT. Obviously, the I think the barbed wire was worked on TNT because you know they weren't bloody messes, but. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, something you're talking to see. about uh, last year's uh... double or nothing. No, it was the one that was here in Baltimore. Full gear. 
full gear. It was yeah. full gear last year. Yeah. Yeah. Last year's uh, full gear. pandemic has messed my time up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's hundred years ago. Because year, I was at the show live. That's why. <laughs> yeah. And actually, there's a funny story about that show because the only thing that makes that show really funny to me is my brother, who's not a big wrestling fan at all, ended up going last minute with a couple of friends of his that are the bar scene. Somehow ends up getting front row tickets, completely and totally tanked, and is standing right there slapping Moxley on the back as he's coming down oh for his God. entrance. What a moment. <laughs> Oh, it had me crack it up because I rewound it back about 20 times and sent it to him and everybody else in the family. I'm like, I'm here hanging out, and yet you're the one that's on the screen right now. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I, I love it. I love moments like that where, you know, you just see the craziest thing in uh, professional wrestling. But uh, awesome, awesome. Talking about crazy things in professional wrestling, nothing happened in wrestling this week. It's been such a, a slow news nothing. week. <laughs> Nothing ever happens in professional wrestling. No, I, I uh, for this week, yeah, for this week's in wrestling, I think it's there's something that's going to completely uh, um, monopolize. There's three things actually that are going to completely monopolize really what's going on in wrestling this week, and I'm going to start with the Stinger, Steve Borden. You know, um, he's not a young man. 61, <laughs> 61 years old or 62 years old. He's not a young man, but he definitely it was incredibly impactful to watch him uh, debut on AEW and the way that they did it. I think it sets it up, you know, uh, uh, Cody, Darby, Arn Anderson and Sting uh, against uh, Taz and Starks and Hobbs. And I think I liked, I liked that. Uh, but, you guys first tell me what you guys felt about the debut, let alone the implications of, of where all this is going. Uh, uh, let's go to uh, the mouth of the South, Tyler Peters. Tell me what you thought about the debut. I think it makes sense because, you know, we, we heard the WWE contract was running out. So they were always rumors, but it, I was marking out. I was surprised. I was going back thinking I was watching a little bit of Nitro. I know it sounds funny, but I was like, sting, my gosh, he's coming out, but it makes sense. Darby Allen. He could be a manager. He don't have to get physical being 61. I think he's just his presence. He's got that. But that's work. a great question. Is I mean, we yeah. saw DDP earlier this year. Is Sting going to get yeah. back in the ring? What do you think, Tyler? I, I don't know. I think he could still do things. I don't think he can do the dangerous bumps because mm. – I, I said it earlier. Ball. I said the first match he needs to come back, it's a buckle bomb match. Oh, first one to, yeah. first one to 25 buckle bombs yeah, wins. Sure. Why not? And Tyler Black will debut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As yeah, soon as is sure. yeah, Seth Ra, uh, yeah sounds Tyler like Blackman. great booking. My God, <laughs> no, but uh, finish finish your thought, Tyler. What what do you think about just the debut in general and Willie Russell? Well, I think Tony Schiavone and Jr. really helped it too because they have such a history with him yeah. going back to WCW and that Nitro. They reminded us the timeline. This has been since March two thousand one. And, you know, the Rhodes family has a history with Sting and Arn Anderson. So I think he, Sting's always been great with psychology because he learned from the best with Ric Flair. So I go back to the NWA days, the early WCW career of the Stinger, and I, I think it was awesome. I, I just was a huge Sting fan, so I'm going to be partial even if people don't get it because I, I saw where everybody's like, well, why are you complaining about Goldberg? Now AEW is bringing Sting, but – you know what? Uh, who's I, complaining about Goldberg? No, I just saw I just saw something I just saw something I post. It's not like I'm 
you know, spread that hey, report, man. But, somebody complains about Goldberg, you send them my way, okay? Yeah, <laughs> I, I like I like Goldberg. I, I guess I'm in the about minority. No, no, Sean, hard. don't please. You've been that, such a great guest so far. Man, that, don't don't ruin this. Yeah, say well, go ahead, Sean. I'm I'm ready to get. I'm kidding. Uh, he's gonna. Let's promo. go. But first, okay, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll kick it to Sean. We'll we'll talk a little bit about Goldberg. Yeah. But first, I'd love to know from the temptress what she felt about this amazing debut and will he wrestle? Okay. Um. First of all, I'm always happy to see Sting in the ring. I love him. Um. Just like you said, his presence is just like you know one of those things. It's really nostalgic for me. I mean, I grew up on Sting, so um. I think it's great that he's back. It does make sense. And I, I could see him, you know, in a few matches. But again, given his age, you know, he's definitely not where he used to be. So I kind of would hope that this is going to be like his last ride and that they do it the proper way for him. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And I think what you, I think you hit it on the head. I think a couple matches. Mm-hmm. I think I can think of a few different opponents for Sting already. Um, uh, a few obvious opponents. Um, but I think we'll probably see a couple matches. At least, uh, yeah, at least a couple. Maybe nothing too crazy, but you know, just to kind of give him the good, you know, push out there and give him a final, final farewell. Yeah, um, Amy, I'm going to ask the same thing, obviously, to you. Or no, let's go to Sean next. But um, let's add this writer. Let's add this writer. Uh, there wasn't a big crowd there. Did that affect the debut at all? And first, first, Sean, like, uh, what you, did you feel about the debut? Do you think he will wrestle? And then debuting him without such a big crowd, what do you think? So the first thing I thought when I initially saw the screen go black in the thing is, oh, my God, they signed Glacier. <laughs> Ray <laughs> Lloyd, man, he is a great guy. No, uh, Wrestles for CCW. <laughs> go ahead. Joke aside. No, the, getting into huge the conspiracy guy. He, he is a huge conspiracy guy. He really uh, – uh, he'll be he'll be at the White House uh, fighting Secret Service agents on January, <laughs> whatever. When they're going to try to get the the big guy out of there. Go ahead, continue. Yeah. But, we uh, love you, Ray. We love you. Can't wait to have you back. To go with what Tyler was saying, no, what a lot of people are bitching about online is that there was like they don't want it to be another Goldberg. It's because they don't want to think this thing's going to come back and win the world title like they did with Goldberg or the Fiend. And mm-hmm. I don't think that that's going to be a case at all. I think there's a scenario where he may work a match or two because he doesn't want to go out much like I talked about injury. He doesn't want that Rollins match to be his last match that he ever saw of Stinger. So I think he'll work a match or two. But I think they're going to utilize him in a way like you were saying with somebody like a Darby Allen or a couple other people the same way that they've already utilized Tully Blanchard and Jake Roberts and other old guys on the show to try to get over this younger talent. I think that that's basically the huge thing that they're going to do with that. And why not? The man basically was the face of TNT. So, mm-hmm. you know, look at WCW back in the day, everything else, and like uh, Tyler was saying too, putting over all that history, it makes a huge thing. It makes a huge impact for AEW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I think so. I'm going to be playing devil's advocate to everybody in about a second, but uh, ref Amy Veronica, tell me what did you think about the uh, Sting entrance? Do you think he'll wrestle? And what about no, barely any crowds on a debut like that? Well, I, I, I have to be honest with you. I haven't popped so hard for a debut or a return of an older wrestler um, since probably AJ Styles turned to the WWE. Like Isn't that even old, Amy? 
<laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It was like but AJ Styles he, 61? What are you talking about? Go ahead. It was 40. And it's Royal Rumble. Yeah, it was the Royal Rumble. Go ahead, though. I was um, there. But okay. yeah, like even knowing. I was hoping it was Scott Steiner. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> even knowing that he was, uh, it had already, because of course I go on my phone like an idiot and see like, oh, Sting's there. I'm like, oh, shit. No, but, we were at practice. I think we probably found out at the same time. Yeah. I think because yeah. they, they started messaging in the group chat and I was like, well, anyway, go ahead. But uh, so even watching like the recorded version, I still got like chills across my hand watching the promo. And I think another thing, I don't think the lack of crowd affected it much because I don't know. There's rumors going around that Tony Giovanni didn't even know. And he was freaking out on commentary. So that added to it as well. And so I think just the entire atmosphere, you didn't even notice that there wasn't a crowd because you got excited. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was a wonderful debut. And I actually, I was waiting for someone to say that is that the way that it was produced where it was dark and the shots were very close, didn't need the crowd. And um, the crowd that was there, a lot of them being wrestlers, um, they were freak, freaking, freak, they were freaking out. And they didn't know either. You know, I, yeah. we, I know firsthand because I asked a couple guys who were in the crowd. They had no idea. And um, so that was cool. And then uh, I like what they did with Darby Allen, but I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Mm. Because right. I see a couple things that are going to happen with Sting already. Okay. So I love Sting. I love Surfer Sting. I loved Early Sting. I loved. Uh, so I'm. I'm not. Surfer I'm not Sting. giving an. Yeah, I love all of Sting. I love obviously the Crow Sting. I love Joker Sting. I love all Stings. Oh yeah. Exactly. I like. I love. Uh, yeah, I love Sting. But here's the. Here's the. This is not my own opinion. But here's something that I think is going to happen here is that the nostalgia of Sting might not prove to be exactly what people remember it, it as. I think people who actually watched and were there with Sting, Sting's career sometimes is a little bit, there's a little bit of a, a, a gray cloud over a lot of the stuff that he did. Sting had a very um, difficult time before 1989, and Ric Flair definitely carried him through those early matches. And then if you watch, it was two bad Sting matches, uh, as champion, and then Ric Flair again would pull out a wonderful match. So early, early Sting, there was that. Then Sting became a great, great, amazing worker, elite, top worker, and they didn't have guys to put him where he needed to be. Then Hulk Hogan shows up, he goes to the back. Uh, you know, he goes to the background. And then the greatest thing that could have ever happened, he needed a year off, he had things going on. So he puts on the black and, and white uh, uh, face paint. It's the greatest year of Sting's life, and he's not even wrestling. And then when he comes back, it's one of the worst botched endings of an angle that you possibly could do with a fake three count. I remember as a kid, I was just like, what is this? He just lost, he just lost the match. And then Bret Hart comes in, and then him joining the Wolfpack, it was a missed opportunity. It's not, the, it's not the, like, as great as people remember it. And then uh, uh, after that, he had his best work in TNA. So these people are imagining a sting that might not have ever existed at this point in, in some ways, okay? That being said, in two, in three, in four, in five months, because he has a multi-year contract, because he's going to be out there, they're going to be using him as much as possible. I think, again, the reality of sting is going to be a lot different than our anticipation of what's going to happen. I think he's going to have matches with Chris Jericho. I think he's going to have a match with MJF. Um, and I think he'll probably have a match with Cody Rhodes. Why wouldn't he? So I think he'll have a few, few matches and I think there'll be decent matches because it's sting, 
but we'll see. We'll see. Um, now, the real me is I was really stoked. I, I, I freaking love Sting. I'm a complete optimist. I think it's going to be great. But there's that, you know, that, that oh, I want yeah. to play devil's advocate on that one. Uh, 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 that being said, after that, John Moxley's held the belt for a really, really long time. And he loses it to Kenny Omega in this weird, I'm not, I don't even know, like in a very strange way. I, I, I don't want to influence what you guys are going to say. So John Moxley loses to Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega has been teasing the cleaner, the best bout machine, the greatest wrestler in the world today. So my questions to you guys are, what did you feel about the match? What do you feel about the ending? And is Kenny Omega the greatest wrestler in the world today? And I will start with Sean. So here's my whole deal. When you go to the match itself, I thought the match was pretty good for what they could do with everything. I like the fact that they started to blend that line like a lot of things are starting to do. Because Kenny Omega and Don Callis do have a history, very much so. For those that don't know, Don Callis is the executive vice president for Impact Wrestling. He was the one that was in last night that gave Kenny the microphone during the match to hit uh, Moxley with. And he's the one, you know, that's getting Omega to show up on Impact on Tuesday night upcoming. Which I know you're probably segueing into something else here, but... <laughs> I'm a fan of companies working together. No, don't talk about that yet. We're going to, that's the last thing. Just talk about the match. And is Kenny Omega the the, the best wrestler in the world? We're going to get to what the next part of it. I think it's the meatiest part of it. So I think that Kenny is definitely, if he's not the number one guy in the world anymore, after everything he did with Okada a few years ago, I definitely think he's still top three. But right now, I feel like where he was when him and Okada were having those matches a couple of years ago, it's kind of where McIntyre is right now on Raw. I feel like McIntyre really is probably the top guy right now because, to me, just watching his work, he's on a different level than anybody else. And that's not to take a slight at Kenny. I do think that he's still the cleaner. I do think that he's still very crisp in what he's done. But I'm excited because I think that we're going to start seeing the stuff that he did in New Japan now. Because I don't think he's done that much the last two years. I think he's given people a chance before. He why did? Why do you think it took? So, I mean, why did you think it took so long? Did Kenny Omega just like there's certain guys that just we found out years later that they don't care. Like this, did something happen with Kenny Omega where for the last two years he just he just didn't care about having the matches that you know he had a five star match with Okada. Um, he had five-star matches with a lot of guys in Japan over and over. Every week, he was the best bout machine. And then he came to AEW, and it seemed like he didn't care about that very much. Um, wh- what do you think about that? Like, what were your – coming as a wrestler, like, what are your thoughts on someone who has it, and then it seems like they didn't care? Maybe? So, I don't think there was a fact that he never cared. I think it was the fact that he was sitting there, and he's just like, okay, I know that I'm the guy – but I'm also an executive VP. I'm also putting this company out there. I don't want to be, you know, what my competition is and putting the belt on me right away. I want to worry about getting this women's division up because our competition has the best women's division in the entire planet. You know, I think he was worried more about doing stuff behind the scenes and just, hey, I'll be around, but I'm going to do some other stuff. Get me in a tag team. Let me do some stuff. Yada, yada, yada. Help get some other guys over. I think, that, I think that's a great point with the EVP, and I think that Cody Rhodes is the polar opposite. I think Cody Rhodes stepped up his game when he became an EVP, and Kenny Omega, like, completely. And I think it might just be because uh, 
Cody Rhodes is the son of the son of a plumber. And I think when you have the genetics of Dusty Rhodes, when Dusty Rhodes was in charge, holy cow, like unbelievable. And when he wasn't, he was just out there doing his best, you know, so that might, that might mean a lot. Um, Tyler, Peter, Amy, Amy, uh, 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 Veronica, right down the middle. Kenny Omega, what did you think about the match? What did you think about it? And is Kenny Omega the greatest wrestler in the world today? So, so yeah, this wasn't spoiled for me. So I got to go into this blind watching it. I thought the match was amazing. I love the psychology they were working at. The commentators were constantly putting over that outside the ring is John Moxley's area, whereas if Kenny wants to beat him, he has to beat him inside the ring. That's uh, Kenny's strengths. I, I love that they were putting that over. Um, the ending, I, I'm on the fence about because I do agree that, like, you want to keep Moxley strong. So having that interference from Don Callis is a, a good thing. But it, I, I'm not a fan of those kind of endings. But all around, it was a great match. And I'm really happy to see Kenny Omega as champion because I, I want to see the next step in the Hangman Omega uh, chronicle that they're building right now. I know it's probably a year from now because that's one thing AEW is doing really well is long-term storytelling, but I, I'm excited to start that next chapter of that feud. Awesome. Yeah, great points. Um, let's go to the mouth of the South, Tyler Peters. Uh, I think one reason they did the Omega Callus partnership and these companies are kind of doing this cross-promotion because Think about it. Wednesday nights have not been very competitive with NXT, and I, I love all the brands, but we're not I, talking I, about the. We're about to talk about that part. What do you okay, think of the match? Is Kenny Omega just jump the gun, Tyler? I, I know I can't. I couldn't help myself. I thought it was playing in the storyline. Where's my coffee? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, the match was great. Where's your Adderall, Tyler? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But no. <laughs> Now you got me all messed up. But Kenny Omega was great in the ring. You know, John Moxley, great match. But this is what Kenny Omega needed an edge. And I, I kind of like the Callus deal. I, I know everybody was kind of back and forth on it. But once again, the commentary was great. JR, you know, saying scalded dogs, just like the Attitude Era. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. Just awesome. That, that part was great. Callus. You're right. Yeah. But is Kenny Omega the best wrestler in the world, Tyler? No, he's he's very good. I, I respect him, but uh, I hate to sound like Jim Cornette, but he's a little overrated. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Tyler Peters is a Paul Lee guy. He's Paul Lee's the <laughs> top guy in the world. Okay, um, so just I think Kenny Omega still. I love I love Paul Lee. Bring come back CCW brother. I love you. Woo! Paul Lee, yeah. Kenny Omega is still the best wrestler in the world. Um, I don't know what happened. I think I think actually Sean probably hit it right in the head. Is when he took those responsibilities of the women's division and that type of stuff. He might have uh, done it. Let's go to uh, Ivy though. Is Kenny Omega the best in the world? No. What do you think of the best? <laughs> I, I think he's very good. He's very good. I do respect him. Um, he's not my favorite. Um, I I like Moxley with the title, but I kind of, you know, understand, you know, once again, like the way the match played out and stuff, I do think they have good potential with what they, you know, may end up pushing with Omega. Um but I can't say it's like a match that I was like super drawn into personally. I don't like when matches end with like that interference type thing. Um, but overall it was good. I don't think he's the best wrestler in the world though. Who is? I said, I don't think he no, is the I best. Know, but who is, who is? But, oh God, I don't I'm know. I'm trying That's... to think too. I, I mean, I think it's him. Listen, Okada's guys, up there. I answer anyway, because I've already marked out a couple times about my man, Jeff Hardy, but that's okay. biased there. I could see that. <laughs> He's so charismatic. I, He's I'm a great guy too, you know. 
sorry to jump off on Segway, but she brought Jeff Hardy. Dude, I am. That man has got a horseshoe up his ass because that spot on Monday night, my God. Jesus, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. my man. <laughs> we, we all know you love him. That's your crush. I oh listen you don't even understand the level of love that I have for that man I could go on and on we will run out of time <laughs> he's the new sting you know with the face paint <laughs> uh but yeah um I, I I'm trying to think who is the best wrestler in the world you know I think I think there are some obviously AJ Styles is always in the uh mm-hmm. conversation and there's mm-hmm. a lot of like even yeah I don't know you know obviously you have Okada you have Kenta you have other guys too so. what about Rollins no, you don't think he's up there. No, I like I said, I still got to defend McIntyre with everything he's done. Oh yeah, year. McIntyre, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, uh, I went, I, I, I went to the restroom with McIntyre one time. He was next <laughs> to me in the urinal. He's he's all of six five, Jeez. very thick guy, you know. Um, yeah, but I, I, uh, I think the most important thing, the most important thing that came out of uh, uh, <laughs> of Wednesday night was. The final angle of Callus and Omega running, uh, and it's hey, you'll find out on Tuesday night, Impact Wrestling on Access TV, and that kind of clued us into finally clued us into this relationship. We saw Callus there before. We know that the NWA, and we're going to have um, one of the producers of Primetime Live who are producing uh, NWA Shockwave with us next week. Um, but uh, we know that the NWA has been flirting with Tony Khan, at least flirting, if not making out second base, whatever that is anymore uh, uh, with uh, AEW. So now it looks like impact NWA. We know that new Japan has had overtures to impact wrestling. So you have new Japan impact wrestling. You know that everybody has been talking about Moxley and um, Kenta. Uh, He is the uh, IWGP United States champion still due to global pandemic. So we do realize now that you have all those companies in this very interesting weave of wrestling. Where is this going? Is it good for wrestling? And I'm going to go to Sean first because he, I think he has a very, um, very strong opinion on it. Yeah. I'm all for it. I've always said it for years because, you know, this is a thing that I would hope that Triple H is smart about after Vince is gone with the book. And, and let me say something before you continue. Triple H on his investor call, on the media call today, said that the WWE World Wrestling Entertainment is open to working with rival promotions, whatever the hell that means. So continue. Because I've always sat there and I always thought, you know, and this is a couple of years ago, back when Bullet Club ruled the world, okay, how amazing would it have been to see the Gorillas of Destiny versus the Usos in a fantasy match, you know? Something like that. How great would it be? Now you get this going in with AEW. Who's over at AE, Who's over at Impact right now? The Good Brothers. The, the Good Brothers, yeah. exactly. So you get to put them with Omega. This way you can let the Young Bucks stay face and everything. You get them to do the cleaner thing, the New Japan stuff. Have them run that little bit of stuff out. You can this is crazy, right? You know who else is at uh, uh, Impact, uh, Tyler? Paul Lee. <laughs> Imagine the AEW matchups with Paulie. Woo! Anyway, go yeah. ahead, uh, Sean. No, I am. Well, I'm with you on that. That's my. If they want to stuff. do a crossover in Shopamania, it could happen. <laughs> exactly. I'm all about that. Let's do it. No. But uh, any rate, um, getting back to that. But I just think that you're going to see matchups now. You know, like let's go look at the women's division. Jordan Grace versus Hikaru Shida. 
Mm-hmm. That would be yeah. a great match to see. Well, no, I mean, if, if you if you take if you take Impact's women's division, mm-hmm. you put it in AEW. I mean, and, and and you're right. There's certain parts about the tag division and Impact with the North. Um, you know, I think there's there's definitely something there. There's something there. There's right. there's no question. If you add New Japan, then you have these huge matches that you can put on uh, right. widespread American pay per view with Jim Ross commentating. I mean, there's there's no question. It it opens I mean, up an insane world of professional wrestling. Can we just have Suzuki come in and murder somehow? Do it. <laughs> like, I would one of your that. top one of your top ten wrestlers of all time. Well well earned. You know, yeah. uh, top ten wrestlers of all time. But yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, let's go to uh, Ivy. Ivy, the world of professional wrestling is changing. Uh, they're aligning, uh, uh, maybe in a, a huge alliance against WWE. What do you think about it? I I think it would be good. I mean, it, just like thinking about that, going back to our. Um, last podcast about Survivor Series, how we were kind of talking about how the whole thing just felt a little bit stagnant this year. I kind of feel like, you know, if they did like a crossover with all the different federations, that might be a good way to kind of vamp up things because you've got different dynamics in each area and like bringing out the best from each area and doing like those crossover matches. I I honestly think that it would be great. It would be good not only for the fan base because you've got people who pay attention to, you know, all areas and you have people who only pay attention to like one federation but then you also think about the talent like what would that open up for all of these different wrestlers to be able to kind of like you know take on the best of the best and you know utilize each other in the ring to like really just blow everybody out of the park i think it'd be awesome no definitely there, there, you're you're definitely hit a point where you're you're definitely expanding the audience of certain companies because mm-hmm. if you get to see those guys on wednesday night where there's a million people watching Suddenly, right. their 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 stock improves. You know, um, Amy, let's go. I have a couple of things I want to I want to say, but I'll wait till the end. Amy, I'm the host today. I got one t- more for you too. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll kick it right back to Sean. Amy, go ahead. Tyler, you're gonna wait. have to wait. That's fine. Wait. <laughs> Stop talking back. Go ahead. Amy. <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, this partnership is great. Like, I think it's gonna give the the wrestlers a lot more freedom. They could as like try to work with people in different promotions, people that like dream again, dream matches that they want to see and also work with themselves. Um, and I, like I was saying, I, I'm hoping that this Alliance and because they're going to be putting on great matches is going to kind of light a fire under WWE's ass and make them try. Cause sometimes I feel like they just don't try anymore. So I'm hoping that with this group conglomerate of uh, promotions, like challenging them and challenging them for TV space and ads and everything like that, it's going to make that uh, motivate them to do a little bit more. And then I, I just hope that uh, obviously this is the wrestling industry and I think it has changed for the better. I hope egos don't get in the way because when you have two promotions, like sooner or later, it's going to be a competition. So let's hope that it uh, stays you hope this nice. egos don't get in the way. Yeah. In, in wrestling. Yeah. I know yeah, it's professional hard. wrestling. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but I'm optimistic. Dog, <laughs> uh, Sean, go ahead. What was your note before I take oh, it to the mouth say- of the south? My note was everything that I was just going to say. Um, go back and, you know, one of my favorite things to watch is the G1, you know, in New Japan. Imagine doing a G1 with these super shows combined where you have the A blocks made up of Impact Stars, the B blocks AEW, mm-hmm. you know, doing that kind of thing. Like how Imagine a, a joint WrestleMania show with all four companies just going right. crazy and wrestling right. each other for something. some sort of belt, you know, the tournament is exactly there's a lot there's a lot of amazing things it could be. Yeah. Right. I'm 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 yeah, I'm excited for it. <laughs> Let's go to the mouth of the south. 
Uh, no, I, I just think you guys made some great points. Competition, that's what we're missing. I know it's a different era, but you can go back to the Monday Night Wars, even Jim Crockett with Vince competing. Wrestling's always needed that, and, and I think it's awesome. I, I just, I'm just going to piggyback on what you guys were saying, that it's, it's good for all the promotions to work together. Ref Amy is very intelligent. Great point that Vince and, and Triple H, hey, they get complacent. As good as they are, the talent, they do. I can tell that. But and that that's all I got. I'm gonna I'm just gonna be peaceful. i you know, that's that's really I'm I'm not very knowledgeable. I've I've had my coffee, but that's not working. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I think all, all four all four of you guys came up with like incredibly positive, awesome things that potentially could happen here. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, again, going to have to play completely devil's advocate. And I want to talk about something called the USWA. And uh, here's the thing. When you start to bring all these people together, it's not just about money. It's also egos. Like, there's clear reasons why certain guys went to Impact Wrestling. and They didn't go to AEW. And now you're telling those guys they're going to have to work an AEW show or they're going to have to work guys at AEW or whatever, Okay. So you're going to have these egos that are going to be like, what's going on here? Here's another thing. So uh, they're all working together, right? So if Ethan Page wants to jump to All Elite Wrestling, what if he wants to leave and go to another company? Well, they could say, well, no, don't pay that guy, you know, because you can use him already. So it's a lot of things that are like, and here's another thing. So they're going to all come together to take down this big WWE well, what about if three years from now, the WWE just smacks them all down and just destroys them? You know, now you're, you're, you're awakening a sleeping giant, like you said, and the WWE can just go buy impact. I mean, I, I maybe Tony Khan already did, <laughs> but it, you know, uh, uh, I know the fight network are not in love with their investment at this point. I know that they're more than a million dollars down. So you have a billionaire and another billionaire who are really the players in all of this, you know, new Japan is kind of the outlier in all of this. I think it might do a lot of harm to the wrestling business. And I hated the angle going to Kenny Omega. Yeah. Does it make sense? Because his quote unquote uncle is uh, the jackal Don Callis. Uh, uh, yeah. His uncle's Don Callis, but he's running away with the belt. That's not the cleaner. That's the Miz. It looked like Kenny Omega looked a lot like the Miz to me. And it was, it would be like the Miz running to a bus saying, Hey, see me on Tuesday night on CCW live wrestling. Cause I thought it was hilarious that the uh, 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 all elite wrestling is even talking about impact wrestling. So it was just a weird, like it was just a weird, weird ending. It's intriguing, but I am very pessimistic at the future as a wrestler at the future of being able to negotiate with these companies because they're working together. And, and what's the stop at this point? Uh, AEW from absorbing most of their larger contracts. So we know what WWE is going to do. If you listen to their media calls, they're putting money to start an NXT in Japan and an NXT in Europe and other stuff like that. Like NXT in Europe wasn't a great success so far for some different reasons, but they're putting a lot of money there. And what you're going to do is you're going to have this war and wars have winners and we might see some detriment to, I don't think AEW because they have a billionaire who can, lose as much money as he wants in it but i think it's it might be a huge detriment to new japan to uh, impact wrestling and the nwa doesn't even exist to me at this point i mean i didn't watch shockwave but you know so i think we might be in a weird time in professional wrestling but the real me the non-devil advocates me i'm really excited to see the good brothers <laughs> and the elite and everything. i'm just trying to say what i i think might happen you know 
Uh, and I say we get the USWA back together again. I think you put the belt on Lawler. He's looking yeah, great. Yeah, that's looking what I'm talking about. Gary Lawler's looking yeah, great. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I, put the, uh, I put a spin on what you're saying. I could see how it goes on one side, but then I could also see how it goes on the other side. You're Ethan Page right now, like you're saying. Okay, I signed this deal, but now you're telling me that I can get TV time on Wednesday and sell more gimmicks over here as well? So, that's I mean, true. There is, well, yeah, that, know, that was something that Ivy said that's so true is – uh, you know, you have guys, uh, you have some of the undercard at Impact Wrestling that are like, oh, my God, I'm going to be seen by somebody. You know, like I'm going to be seen by potentially 900,000 or a million people. Um, but you also have Rich Swan, who's now it's like, oh, let's put uh, uh, let's put the dream match of the AEW champion versus the Impact Wrestling champion. And it wouldn't it wouldn't even make a pre-show of a, of a WWE WWE uh, 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 B pay-per-view. Rich Swan and, and John and Kenny Omega. Omega. So it's, it's, you have to look at those situations too. And like, man, you know, they, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot. We could be here all night talking about it, mm-hmm. but it's a weird, it's, it's interesting. It's going to be a lot of stuff for us to talk about. I'm interested in seeing it in, in reality, my real life personal self, not, you know, playing devil's advocate. I think it could be great, but I think WWE will just smack them down like they do everybody else. Um, well, well, like you Go were ahead, saying, John. the thing that makes it interesting is, you know, that Tony Khan is more money than Vince McMahon. So it does right. make it interesting. It does, yeah. And and uh, w- AEW is leaner, but uh, WWE makes um, 100 million, more than uh, approximately about 100 million in profit. And from everything that has been said so far, AEW is bleeding money. Now, again, if you bleed let's say $5 million a year to a guy who has a billion dollars, it's no big deal at all. So it's not like an emergency situation, but it's something. Okay. I think you saw the Jaguars first. Yeah. No, I think, <laughs> yeah. he, I think, Jesus. I think, I think, I think uh, Tony Khan uh, from all anything that I've seen from him or like from heard of or people who've known him and some of that, like he is all, he is all in. He really is all in. So I don't expect AEW to go away ever. But I don't know if it's ever going to have uh, brand number B and C and brand through A through Z like the WWE realistically could within the next 40 years. They can be in every country running uh, on their own networks, on multiple networks, you know, where I don't know. Mm-hmm. If they have a head start, and I don't know if AEW is going to get there. So I wonder if Impact was like this backup plan because they were plans before COVID to have like the B show for AEW. And I wonder if Impact was, uh, they were just like, instead of creating our own show, why not partner with somebody? Yeah. I thought that idea idea for the NWA because uh, Billy Corgan, he didn't pay a ton for that NWA uh, intellectual property. So if he could license Mm -hmm. it to Tony Khan, it's a win-win. And with Dave Lagana uh, not allowed to be part of wrestling anymore uh, and him being his right-hand man, I thought that was just a perfect situation where Tony Khan Mm -hmm. can make the B show AEW presents NWA Power, NWA whatever mm-hmm. you call it. Mm-hmm. Well, with a little impact bit of, wrestling or something like that, you know. Yeah. A little bit of inside info before COVID hit. I don't think Impact was the initial target because I know that there was heavy talks going on with a couple of friends of mine that are in Ring of Honor between mm-hmm. AEW and Ring of Honor to have that crossover. That makes a lot okay. of sense too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that would work. Yeah. Well, so we know it's all it's all based on Tony Khan and his crazy wrestling fantasy of his. Uh, Saturday, uh, 4 o'clock at Coastal Championship Wrestling, CCW Training Facility. We have a uh, seminar. Mr. Brian Cage will be in the house again. He's wonderful. It's also filming. Trained wrestlers uh, uh, throughout South Florida can also come. 
Sean, you can come on me. If you can get down to South Florida Saturday, come and enjoy uh, the Swolverine, uh, the machine, uh, Brian Cage, uh, as a quick plug. I want to get to a couple more things before you go. Sean, you're going to stick with us? I, I don't sure. think I've, I've, I've done like one commercial break. Ted's going to kill me. How are we going to make any money this show? So we're going to go to one commercial break. We're going to come back. We have a viewer question. We're going to talk about a couple of stuff. And then we're going to sing Kumbaya and uh, decide, you know, uh, who the next president's going to be. Uh, oh, with and take hallucinogens like Daniel Bryan. Did you guys see that? We'll be right back. <laughs> For 17 years, the dominant force in professional wrestling in South Florida has been Coastal Championship Wrestling. Join us. Every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, for the best weekly episodic professional wrestling in America. This week on a live wrestling episode 12, the CCW Women's Champion Marina Tucker defends against the Chilean international sensation Roma. Don't you dare miss it. Welcome back to the WWR. Rewind Wrestling Radio, WWWR. I missed a W. Rewind Wrestling Radio. We're here with Sean Raymond, who's the uh, MAGFest hardcore champion. We have Ref Amy from Coastal Championship Wrestling, CCW Live Wrestling, 7 p.m. every Tuesday night on YouTube. You better subscribe and subscribe and subscribe. And, of course, the mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, uh, the man over there at the buzz, the man to see if you need to break a huge – New story, the dirt sheet man himself, Tyler Peters. And of course, the temptress, which the she's un, unstoppable and she is, you, you can't, she's undeniable, the temptress, which Ivy. So guys, we, we, we have a viewer question from a great name. It's Lighting Hate Road. I don't know what that is. Lighting Hate Road. Road hates the lights, you know. Um, do you think... And this is a perfect one for Sean, so we'll start with you. Do you think there's a place in wrestling for high-flying and extreme risk styles to mix with more classic grappling styles? And what do you think WWE is headed for more releases? Will they stop? Will the wrestlers stop casting on Twitch in fear of getting released? Well, number one, Lighting Hate Road, that's three questions. And we asked for one, okay? <laughs> but we'll allow it this time. Uh uh, let's start with Sean. Do you think that uh, there's a place in wrestling for high flying and extreme risk styles to be mixed with some traditional grappling styles? A good question. I mean, I'm pretty sure we see that most of the time now on NXT and AEW. I'm pretty sure I we mean, see it right now in every wrestling. Right. Game. No I mean, offense like, to lighting hate. No, no, no. But it's just like, you know, the perfect blend of that, honestly, to me, would be I'm going to bring up NXT. Look at that Walter and Ilya match and how old school that was and how they beat the living piss out of each other. And then you could turn around and watch Jordan Devlin do a 450. Or you can watch, you know, guys come in like a uh, Johnny Gargano and do all the high-flying stuff that they want to do and still be technical. So absolutely, I think there's a mix. I think that's just kind of where we're at these days, that you've got guys that are – amazing athletic people that are under six foot they can fly around and then you've got guys like me that are a little bit up there in age that are six foot two and 220 pounds that don't want to leave the ground unless they have to i'd rather you know wrestle somebody or punch somebody or kick somebody 
Yeah, my, my, my answer to that is that that's professional wrestling, dude. I mean, right. what, what does uh, uh, Eric Bischoff say? It's like a variety show, right? Tyler, your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. It is variety, but I, I still miss some of the old Southern wrestling, naturally. But no, seriously, though, it, it does. you got to have a balance, and there's not much else to add. I, I agree with those points. I don't have – How about uh, – uh, let's go to Ivy. Like, uh, we saw that uh, uh, Thea Trinidad, who was um, – uh, released because of her OnlyFans, uh, and also that she is she refused to stop um, uh, twitching. <laughs> no, she refused. Is that what it's called? Twitching? She refused to to stop streaming on Twitch. And uh, what do you think? Like, is that an overstep of boundaries for the WWE? I mean. The part of me that's just an independent person myself would be like, who the F do you think you are, you know, telling me what I can and can't do. But at the same time, when you sign that type of contract, you kind of have certain clauses in there that you have to follow. And you know that going into it. Right. So, um, I mean, is it so much an overstep? I, I want to say yes, me personally, but from a business standpoint, I kind of understand why they would go the route of the release, especially with her, you know, being adamant about not wanting to, you know, discontinue her, her twitching or whatever it is that we're calling it. Her, yeah, her Twitch account, her, yeah, yeah her stream. But then on that note, speaking of OnlyFans, since um, Ted isn't here, we haven't heard any other comments about OnlyFans. So I just yeah, so subscribe to, subscribe to Ivy's OnlyFans. Uh, I'll, we'll put a link in the comments. Going. To help us, um, you know, post bail to get Ted out of better. Yeah, lockdown. exactly. So yeah, we need to we, we need to get like really high high flying attorneys uh, yes. because Ted's in trouble. You know, he rolled up there at about four a.m. and he just fed four hundred fifty thousand votes in Pennsylvania. Sean, tell me it. about your OnlyFans. Tell me what you think. Yeah, if I made an OnlyFans, we'd end up owing more money. But, uh, <laughs> uh, jokes aside, um, no, I think that. I'm on the opposite side of uh, Ivy on this one. And it's the fact that when you're a wrestler, as most of you know, WWE, they 1099 them, the contracts. Mm -hmm. And with the 1099, it says you're an independent worker and you're an independent worker under this name. So, you know, they don't want to give them insurance. They don't want to do this. They don't want to do that under their real name. Then sure, why can't they have a cameo? Why can't they go stream on Twitch and do something under their real name and make yeah. extra income on the side, you know, yeah. if they're not doing it as, you know, perfect example, but I know his is a little different because I know from actually meeting and talking with him, Austin Creed has it in his contract for up, up, down, down. Like he negotiated mm-hmm. that with Vince. Mm-hmm. He negotiated I, I, Thank that. God. Yeah, I know, I, I know <laughs> for a fact, a few guys uh, okay. who had amazing forethought, like uh, uh, Austin Creed, uh, was Xavier Woods and uh, MVP and a couple of people to have, completely different contracts than what we hear in the media. And I don't think it's spoken about a lot. It's, it's like, uh, like when um, uh, Andrew Yang is talking about, Oh, the WWE is taking advantage of these contractors and this, but I think lately a lot of the, the boys have smartened up and have asked for certain things and the WWE has complied. So it's not across the board anymore. Uh, the contract that we hear of, you know, so if here's I- the thing though. Cards right, really. I mean, if you think about it, like you guys are saying, you know, there's certain negotiations prior to. Well, here's the thing in the terms of Selena Vega or Trinidad, you know, using her real name there, is that 
she was on a contract before AEW came into existence. Right. So she was on that low end contract before the big money contract started killing out. Yeah, she I mean, I don't know if this is true, but she said that she was making more on her Twitch and her OnlyFans so, than her and her yeah. professional wrestling career. So Which makes me really interested about Twitch and OnlyFans. <laughs> so I, I don't know shit about the OnlyFans stuff, but with Twitch, I got a couple friends that are in the gaming community that do the live streaming. You have a subscription base. And the minimum mm-hmm. subscription base is generally $5 a month. She had something around like 300,000 fans. So you get that just at the minimum for $5 a so month. So we don't have to feel bad for her. She just made an incredibly smart business decision. Yeah, she's, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's making happy, all that money on the side instead yeah. of you know, the sixty dollars or $80,000. She can, yeah, she can year, buy some writers year, to write creative for her husband. I think that's... <laughs> That's yeah. what she should spend that money. They're not doing anything with it. Guy, there, there, there's a good question. You know, I'll throw this one out to you. Who's who's being more critically underrated right now in WWE? Alistair Black or Chad Gable? Oh wow! Oh, yeah. oh, that's, a, that's a good one. That's I mean, one. truthfully, yeah. it's Alistair Black just because he physically looks better. But yeah, Chad Gable's cri- it's criminal. Right. Yeah. Gable being abused. Right. It's criminal. That should be, you know, luckily we live in Florida. Nothing's criminal here in Florida. Uh, those contracts are written in Florida, pal. We're oh, the Wild West. Uh, uh, but, yeah, it's kind of a crazy thing. So my answer is, yeah, that's professional wrestling. And then the last thing is, is WWE headed for more releases? And I think it's the opposite. From what I'm hearing, there were five new um, uh, signees today. And expect a very steady stream of signees of independent talent suddenly from the WWE for whatever that is. Maybe they know they knew something was going on, but expect a lot more talent. And I think you can expect them to, anytime a uh, AEW or a New Japan star comes up, expect them to throw some big money contracts at them to disrupt whatever's going on. So thank you so much for lighting Hate Road. Again, next time, one question, please. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, 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 last couple things before we kind of wrap up. I want to again thank Sean Raymond. So awesome. Uh, if you guys saw a, a clip, I think it was on the Total Bellas show. I never miss an episode. And uh, uh, Daniel Bryan was, was, was explaining how as of recently, he's really gotten into hallucinogens, which kind of blows my mind because you, you think about, I never thought of pro wrestling and hallucinogens, but with a guy like Daniel Bryan, who his style transcends uh, um, you know, professional wrestling, it made me think like maybe in terms of spacing and timing and all that stuff, maybe hallucinogens might be the way to go, you know? So I can just imagine Daniel Bryan saying, hey, man, did you ever knee somebody in the face? Well, did you ever knee somebody in the face on shrooms? <laughs> so, so hallucinogens and Daniel Bryan and professional wrestling, does he just not care? Does he just want to put all that stuff out there? Let's talk about it, Sean. And have you ever, have you, are, you, are you a hallucinogen guy, even in a younger, younger time? No, I can, honestly, it never really was. My biggest thing, sorry to be boring to most people, as much drug use as I was around with people like an Axel. And right, I was going to say, you don't think Axel Rotten was maybe hallucinating sometimes next to you? Um, oh, maybe it was closer to the end. Oh, right? was, I was going to say, maybe it was a little bit, uh, a lot harder stuff, unfortunately. Oh, but, unfortunately, uh, that's right. 
But uh, no, I've only been such really... a downer, Sean. Man, <laughs> I'm trying to make a joke, and you're like, "No, he had he was a serious drug user." Well, like... if you're gonna go with that, you're gonna go with that. You know, have you met my tag partner, Marty Emmerich? I mean, he might be on the shrooms. He's know. on the shrooms. Okay, good. Can I don't you... know. I actually leave do. Marty alone. I love Marty. <laughs> I love Marty to death too. Marty's great. But he's Marty... on the shrooms. Nothing wrong with that. So is Daniel no, Bryan. Daniel Bryan's I... one of the greatest wrestlers of our generation. I don't think Marty actually is, but I just love how he gets into this headspace for some of the stuff he writes and he tells me about I'm like what where did that come from yeah I mean pro wrestling is a create you have to have a, it's a creative endeavor oh, you know yeah. it's you're you're telling a story with your body and uh you know uh, Tyler hi, Tyler's on shrooms right now <laughs> I am yeah absolutely that's that's what gets me going that's gets me through my day shrooms there's nothing like it and uh, it, it makes me dream <laughs> about Memphis wrestling. Hey, now you've got – I am. I really am. I am. I'm stone worse than I, I can say. We've got to edit this show. My God. What are we talking about? Oh, I'm going to edit that into every show. What are you talking about? <laughs> Sean, back to you. <laughs> no, uh, uh, Amy, Amy, you, you seem like a girl who, like, maybe experiments some sh- like hallucinogens in, in a younger age. No? Am I the only one? Am I the- I'm going to plead the fifth because okay, I don't know okay. who's watching. My parents right. watch this, so this gets weird. <laughs> but no, Daniel, Daniel Bryan's not really surprising because, like, he's into all that natural stuff. And, I, like, I follow him on Instagram, and I have been for a couple of years now. And he also uh, does this book club thing. And a lot of the books are about, like, hallucinogens and, like, how it affects the minds and stuff. He's into, like, obviously with his brain injuries, he's into healing his mind. Yeah, I, so. I think that's kind of where it's going, where he maybe he's going to talk about things like ayahuasca and other stuff like that. that... He's going to be on Joe Rogan now. This is yeah. the time for him to be on Joe oh, Rogan. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I could see, yeah, if, if Daniel Bryan has ever tried DMT, I can see that too. It's an eight-minute exactly. intense, like, uh, out-of-body experience. And if you're Daniel Bryan, I mean, you want to experience all bodies, right? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Ivy, tell me, uh, uh, tell me your hallucinogenic experience in the past and what you felt about Daniel Bryan getting into hallucinogens at such an old age. No, honestly, I, I think it's cool. I'm very like, I'm, I'm a very holistic person myself. Um, you know, so any type of like natural remedy, I've read up a lot of different studies about like microdosing shrooms to help cure depression. And Absolutely. I, th- I think, I mean, he could be onto something. Um, you know, I myself in my younger 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 days (laughs) um may or may not have you know taken a couple trips of my own sure um it it, the thing is you know it affects everybody differently just like any type of drug does so i think depending on the person and you know what their tolerance is um what their you know mindset is going into it i mean it wouldn't surprise me if we didn't have more wrestlers that were actually you know delving into that type of area because once again the way that it affects the human psyche um, you know, the creativity aspect of it, like, I, I could totally see it, and I wouldn't knock it. Uh, uh, the, the Temptress Witch, you have convinced me 100%. So December 19th at the Jingle Brawl, NAWA on Fight TV, 9.99. You can order right now. I may be on shrooms during my match. <laughs> You're about to get you can put that out there the at the Ocean Center. <laughs> I'm saying buy a ticket because I might be out of my mind. Uh, in a tag match, um, it'll be myself, the Brazilian giant Venetius, and uh, uh, Ariel Levy, the South American Alliance, Beauty and the Beast, if you will. And uh, the Beast may be on shrooms. So uh, <laughs> buy it on Fight TV right now. Hopefully that sold a couple. Uh, okay, guys, last thing uh, uh, before we kind of wrap up, I wanted to talk about 
um, I think a big problem that we have now and that's stepping stone heels. I know it's kind of anticlimactic. We just were talking about shrooms and now we're going to talk about John Tenta and Bam Bam Bigelow and King Kong Bundy and Don Morocco and, and some other, uh, and tugboat. Um, but the fact that wrestling needs these stepping stone heels, um, uh, and it, me as a kid to see these baby faces go over them. Um, but you know what? Let's end it on shrooms guys. Uh, December 19th, Jingle Brawl. Uh, 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 I'll be on Shrooms. I'll be wrestling. Check that out. Also, CCW, CCW Alive Wrestling every uh, 7 p.m. Tuesday on YouTube. I may or may not be on Shrooms. That. <laughs> and then uh, January 9th at New Year's Revolution for Coastal Championship Wrestling. Um, depending how the Jingle Brawl goes, I may be on Ayahuasca or DMT. That would be insane trip. I'm not reffing your matches. Yeah, maybe you'll be reffing my match, and I will just be staring into the audience in <laughs> horror and <laughs> or the cameras. Uh, uh, so uh, uh, tell us, Sean. Tell us your social media. Tell us uh, 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 promote what you have coming up, uh, uh, and we hope to have you back soon, Sean. Tell us a little bit about what you got going on. Uh, unfortunately, in COVID world, I don't got too much coming up in the way of matches right now in Maryland because we're kind of still very much locked down with one of the most stringent commissions out there. Um, social Frickin media Maryland. stuff. Yeah. Social media stuff. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot of training still with EWA. I'm going to be doing a lot of going up and training with ACPW, going back and forth between Great. the two main companies to work with. Yeah, so if you want to become a tr- pro wrestler, um, you know, check those companies out because you'll be working with Sean. Um, but uh, yeah, social media basically. My Instagram's the real Sean Raymond. Um, you know, my Facebook's more of a personal one now because nobody really uses Facebook. Uh, my Twitter's also real Sean Raymond. But Instagram. Yeah, friend him on Facebook. Check out his cousins, his aunts. See how they're looking and stuff. Right. That's and what we all arguments. do. Not me. I mean, not me, but some weirdos. I'm sure. Uh, but no, don't do that. But check out Sean, and then uh, but, uh, hopefully some shows coming up, man. Yeah, um, you know, I'm going to hopefully get a couple tapings. I mean, I got one coming up taping-wise for a place called the Bombshell Wrestling Alliance out in uh, Virginia. That's supposed to be sometime later this month. But yeah, the BWA. Yeah, yeah. That sounds yeah. awesome. I don't have uh, a date for that yet. That's just in talk. So hopefully that actually gets greenlit and we can go Good. through. Good. Yeah. All right, Tyler, tell us about the buzz. Tell us about your new job. Yeah, so uh, we're getting ready to launch a website. It's pretty much a sports, wrestling, you name it, we've got it. It's Tyler, a, uh, can I give you an advice? What? Go in there and ask for a percentage right out the gate. <laughs> percentage, okay. Hey, Say, guys, hey man, by the just, way. You gotta, look, I'm Tyler Peters. I'm going to write all I'm your freaking shrooms, articles. Yeah. I'm gonna... <laughs> well, you, you brought that up. I, hey, I got to be your agent, Tyler. Get me in a meeting with these guys. Okay, I will. I'll rough them up a little bit. Now we have this Zoom thing. I'll I tell know. him, look, I said, I know where you live. Tyler told me your addresses. Give this guy 10% of your website. You're going to do all the work, Tyler. You do all the work. I'm not sure about that. It's a team effort. You're putting me over too much. I, 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 you headbutted me, and I, it's not made me that much more. No, that wasn't me. That was the no, Brazilian it Yeah, it was. That, you can find true. Tyler Peters in the buzz. Tyler, give us your social media as well. It's at uh, Dustin Tyler 86 on Twitter, and that, that's really where I'm most And Tyler, Tyler has a voice like an angel. Sing like the first part of Amazing Grace. You you want me to sing? Just a, a couple of <laughs> bars. I, I you I have a no no no. This is not me making fun or anybody. You have a I really know. good voice. I haven't practiced, but I'll, I'll just go. Amazing Grace, 
How sweet the sound. Perfect. Wonderful. Yeah, there you go. I can't uh, really. I'd have to practice it to find. No, it was fine. Yeah. I, it was on the spot. I put you on the spot, yeah. and you you deliver. Yeah. Ref yeah. Amy, tell me what you got coming up. Oh, sorry, Tyler. Were you going to finish up? No, no. Go to her. No, Tyler. You can also find him on Christian Mingle. Oh, <laughs> jeez. J date, just to be sure, right. as well. Okay. Go to Ref Amy. <laughs> Let's go to Ref Amy. His. What's your account on? Do, does do they have the account on Tinder? If we can just put it in. Jeez. Is that how it works? <laughs> I think it's T Money Pete. Uh, uh, Ref Amy, go ahead. What do you got? Uh, July 9th in Fort Pierce, we have, what was it, New Year's? January 9th, New Year's Revolution. January 9th. Um, In Fort Pierce, I'll be there refing and hopefully getting some retribution. We'll see. Yes, tell me, you you, you cut a promo against La Brava. You had a a Colombian wrestler, La Brava, attack you last week at breaking chains and and i thought that was ridiculous uh yeah how did that feel attacked yeah i I took a a nasty cutter like my head was hurting for the the next couple of days yeah it was totally uncalled for um i'm hoping that uh our boys hacha and vince uh show controversial ink what's up and maybe i'll be able to get some uh revenge on la brava with their back turn love it what's (laughs) your social media again uh, Sucker Punch News on Twitter, and then Instagram is Nasty Paskey. Nasty Paskey. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's similar to my name. And then, of course, the Temptress Witch. Tell us uh, what you're promoting this week and uh, your social medias and your OnlyFans. <laughs> and your well, new Twitch. You literally opened You literally opened a Twitch while we were on the show. How, how crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, like I said, you know, OnlyFans proceeds are going to go to help us uh, bail out Ted. So hopefully he'll be back with us next week. Hopefully he'll be back next week and not in a a federal prison yet. Yes, let's hope. Um, My Instagram, I actually just changed my tag on there. So it's uh, at Ivy, the Temptress Witch. Um, So you can go ahead and find me on there. Um, Facebook, I do have a Facebook page. It's just Ivy. Um, And I do have a Twitter, but I don't really use it too much. But I'm going to kind of revamp that. So I'll have the tag for you guys. Uh, next she's going to clean up all those old tweets and then she's going <laughs> to give us the tag afterward. very smart temptress very smart guys thank you guys so much this has been this week's episode of uh, uh, Rewind Wrestling Radio thank you so much for Sean Raymond we got to have you back uh, uh, all the uh, uh, usual characters will be back including Teddy will be breaking out of a federal prison uh, ASAP and uh, thank you so much for watching we will be back